And welcome back to the Core to Three podcast. I'm your host, Spencer Bring Love, and I get to do this podcast with my superhero wife, Lisa. And it is our mission. Oh, you're welcome. It's our mission to add value to your lives by coaching you to think, make you laugh, and move your emotions to tears. Sometimes all three of those happen in one. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we may hit one or two of those, uh, but that's our overall goal. I can't believe that we started this podcast like a year ago. Over a year ago. Now. It's been over a year ago. Yeah. And, and little by little, yeah. you know, this thing continues to grow. It continues to reach people because of uh, you, our listeners. You guys have shared this podcast with other people. Uh, you've encouraged us you've encouraged, to keep doing it. Yeah, you've encouraged us to keep doing it. And uh, so we just want to say thank you. Yes. Thank you very much. And uh, we certainly hope uh, that, that what we do here continues to be that source of encouragement for you and your families and um, that you take this podcast, please continue to share it. And also, if you get a moment, um, leave us a review, um, rate us on Apple Podcasts or Spotify Podcasts or wherever you listen to your podcast. We certainly would appreciate, you know, any reviews uh, that that you could leave us. So, uh, today, this is episode 39, and we are going to be in part two of our healthy heart, healthy home, healthy here conversation. And uh, so this is episode 39, part two. We're going to be talking about having a healthy home. But before we get to that, right. I have our quarter three question of the day. Okay. What is that question? Well, it kind of been on this theme of food, and it might stay that way through Thanksgiving. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, I guess that's on my mind. So I thought a couple of questions. Food is always on my mind. Mine too. We like food. Okay, we're foodies. A couple of, they go together though. So it's about pizza. Mm. Okay. So what kind of crust and favorite topping? What kind of crust? Toppings. All right. What kind of crust and what kind of yes. topping? Okay. Because it's all like parts of the um, country. It's it's very different mm-hmm. for the kinds of pizza people um, appreciate and like and prefer and toppings. So, so, yeah, let's throw that out there. Well, I like bread. So... <laughs> You're going the with thick, deep dish. The thicker the crust, I think it's the better. No. I think it's the better. But I usually land around the hand-tossed oh, and in between. Yeah. crust okay. is where I normally land. Because it, okay. be, it can be thick enough mm-hmm. that it doesn't seem like it's a piece of cardboard. Do you remember Pizza Hut? Like when we were kids or teenagers oh yeah that was I the best pizza hut pan pizza oh the personal and it would pan get pizza like brown around those and, yeah, and it was almost crispy. like bread sticks yes yeah, yeah. oh yeah that was pretty good and pizza then they Huts would, was good and then they would then they came around serving it with dipping sauce that's and, what i was gonna say they had a really good marinara mm-hmm. yeah but you're right i i really don't prefer a lot of bread so i tend nope. to make us have yeah, thin, and like crispy. Thin, <laughs> thin and crispy. Like yeah. Thin paper. pizza. It's like cardboard. It's not cardboard. It is. It's like as thin as cardboard. No. Yes, it is. 
cardboard's not necessarily thin and it doesn't taste good. So I like a thin, crispy crust because, okay, that's what I'm getting to. I want to taste the toppings, not the bread. Well, I taste the bread and the sauce and the toppings. Okay. What kind of toppings do you like? Any. (laughs) Any kind of toppings, just not anchovies. Meat, more meat. We do like meat lovers and meat and three. My preference, if I'm going to order a pizza. Yes. I'm going to have mozzarella. I'm going to have fresh mozzarella. I'm going to have shredded mozzarella. I'm going to have Parmesan. I'm going to have... A lot of cheese. I'm going to have cheese and Bread extra and cheese. cheese. That's going to be stopped up. <laughs> Bread and cheese. Mm. Yeah. I, I mean, the okay, more... where's your veggies? The more cheese, the better. Oh, good. Oh, yeah. I like veggies. And, and you know, when I was in... Middle school and high school, the cheese pizza that we would serve or that they at school, at school they were they were it rectangle. Was all, it was rectangle rectangle pizza cheese pizza. Oh yeah, I think that's where I developed my love for cheese pizza. That's probably where I developed my hate for it <laughs> because I do not like cheese pizza. Oh, I'll I lo- pass. I love the if cheese. all you have is cheese, I'll pass. I love the cheese no. pizza at school. I want some veggies. I want some meat. I like meat, mm-hmm. but I'll eat just veggies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I'm just, isn't that funny? Hit me up with cheese. I guess I'm wow. Just kind of cheese. And the school pizza, remember? It was always served <laughs> with corn. Oh yes, it was. I don't know why it was always corn. served with corn. Corn. It was like pizza. I don't know. Corn and salad. Yeah. And chocolate yeah. milk. <laughs> yeah. We would even, I worked in the concession stand, I guess, as part of Honor Society, I think, service. And so I would work the concession stand at basketball games mm-hmm. at my high school. And we would have the same pizza. Um, yeah. From the cafeteria? Yes. The ladies would cook it and we'd put it in the warmers and oh. we could serve the rectangle pizza till we till it. Y'all ran made out. bank. Y'all didn't have oh, to go yeah. and get Dominoes. No, or anything there was like no that. getting there wasn't a Domino's out there at that time. No. Wow. No. It was the cafeteria pizza. <laughs> All right. Okay. So you prefer the thin crust and what kind I of I do. And I really maybe not when I was a kid, because actually I remember my parents would actually go to get pizza and they would get me a happy meal on the way through the drive-thru and i would eat that because i think they had like peppers and onions and they had all that stuff on it your mom and dad like the supreme yeah and i as a kid i was like "Mm, that's weird i don't know that i want all that i was good with a happy meal but as i've gotten older that's actually what i prefer some peppers mushrooms Onions are really good on pizza. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Even some olives, and I do like the different kinds of meats. Um, a favorite of, our, of ours is bacon and tomato. Bacon and we tomato. Started that a long time ago. Bacon and tomato. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's a good one. Now we like right. chicken bacon ranch. That that is a good one. That's a good one. Mm-hmm. All right. If you're not hungry, you are now. You are now. Yes. If you weren't hungry, somebody's gonna be ordering some pizza. <laughs> You're welcome, Papa John's and Domino's. Yeah. Okay. Pizza Hut, Marco's. Okay. All right. Little Caesars. Let's pizza, pizza. update with a few things. Mm-hmm. Um, my kids at school, we 
were um, able to lead in chapel Friday. What did y'all do? And I hated it. We were missing a couple. It's just this time of year, the season where there's all kinds of yuck going around, flu, strep, stomach bugs. <laughs> Um, so well, we were missing a few kids. I hated that. Well, Friday was Veterans Day. But it was Veterans Day, and we did a patriotic program. Um, Let Freedom Ring mm-hmm. was the name of it. And it was just a sweet time to honor those that have served our country, to remember what they have done before us and what they do today to continue to give us the freedoms that we enjoy. And um, then even more importantly, obviously, we brought it back to the freedom that we have in Christ. So uh, it was really good. You were telling me about the the Veterans Day and how it came about. Mm-hmm. Now, yeah. I was not really a history buff and I'm still not a history buff Yeah. Um, when it comes to you know, things like that. And you asked me if I knew how Veterans Day Mm -hmm. came about. I was like, no, not really. Mm -hmm. And I am sure that there are probably people listening on this podcast that have no idea how Veterans Day came about. Well, I love history, so I would love to tell. So do tell. Yes. So um, in 1918, World War One was coming to an end. And at the um, on the 11th hour of the 11th day of the 11th month that year in 1918, an armistice was agreed upon, which meant there was a cessation of hostilities between the Allied forces and the German forces. And that is the date they recognize as really the ending of World War One. Now, the Treaty of Versailles was not signed between the countries until the next summer, 1919. But the 11th day of the 11th month of 1919, Woodrow Wilson, who was the president, declared that we would commemorate, the country would commemorate Armistice Day. And that was the name of it for a long time. Until after World War II and the Korean War, they renamed it Veterans Day instead of Armistice Day. And they wanted it to include any that had served in any war for the American forces. Then in 1938, President Franklin Delano Roosevelt, he actually signed legislation into effect that made November 11th a national holiday known as Veterans Day. That's a really cool story. Mm-hmm. It's neat. That's a really, that's neat. And I wish, you know, I wish I would have paid attention a little more when I was in school and did better in history. But that being said about Veterans Day, let's just say a quick how much we yes. are so grateful Shout for out. our veterans mm-hmm. in all branches mm-hmm. of our military. Yes. You men and women uh, are greatly appreciated. Um, You're heroes. You are our heroes. Mm-hmm. We are very thankful. The sacrifice that you made um, and those that continue to serve today. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
you men and women are rock stars, some of the most elite athletes uh, on the planet. And um, you guys defend our freedom. uh, And what y'all do allows us to do what we do right here around our table on this podcast. That's right. Freedom of speech. Freedom of speech. Yep. Freedom of speech. And uh, And we had election day this past week as well. It just, you know, all that fell and yeah. Yeah. To be grateful. Very grateful. So thank you veterans. We're very grateful and we love you. All right. What about you? Well, this morning I had the opportunity to preach at my friend Mike Peavy's church. Mm, sweet place. Yep. Gratis church. And uh, they currently, they're an 11 year old church. Mm-hmm. They still, they still consider themselves a church plant. Um, <laughs> and, uh, but they're 11 years old. They're still meeting in a, in a school here in, a Walton, little longer. in Walton County. Mm-hmm. And, but man, they're right in the middle of, uh, of constructing uh, their new building on their new property and they've got dirt moving they've got concrete being poured and uh, man just so excited for them and it's always a blessing to be able to uh to worship with them and encourage them uh in the in the word so uh very thankful uh for gratis church and the impact not only that they're making now but uh that they'll make for generations mm-hmm. to come. Yes. And our prayers are with you guys. So, yeah, we got to uh, do that this morning. Glad you were there with with me. And um, certainly miss being at our church home, but uh, it's always a pleasure to, to be able to serve and breathe life. Yes. And fan into flame uh, those individuals with, with other churches. And tonight so. we had the... Yeah, tonight we football banquet, football banquet to celebrate the boys and their accomplishments in their first season of football. Mm -hmm. That was really special. That was special just to uh, celebrate that with them and their families and all the coaches. As we were leaving the event tonight, I was just reminded just how grateful I am for the families and the parents that really supported the boys and, Uh and us as coaches this entire season. They, uh, we got some great families that that really uh, love us and love their boys, love our school, and uh, just they they served us. They served well, and I'm very thankful yeah. for them. So then you have something coming up. Well, coming up, coming up this week. Yeah, a couple things. Yeah, I got several things coming up this week. So next two days is going to be a couple of days of some solitude up at my. Um, up, up at a friend's cottage um and we're gonna i'm gonna do some reflection some i'm gonna do some more writing and good. uh get some more rest in but just some good solitude the phone's gonna be off and not checking email not checking text messages not checking anything no way. I'm... what you're gonna be in school your phone don't work <laughs> I might have an emergency. Well, if you got an emergency, I'll call nine one one. Call nine one one. I will. Um. So, and then I've got some professional development coming up with Patrick Lencioni and the Working Genius. That'll be coming up Thursday, Friday. You're gonna take a class. Yep. And then me and the boys are heading to South Carolina. We're gonna go on a little backcountry trip. Me and Tyler are going to, I feel like we're going to be the most prepared and Jared. 
look, Jared mm. is just fine. He's going to be he's fine. He's like me. He's just fine. He's going to be fine. We adapt. We don't have to have all the gadgets. We're good. The gadgets are cool. But we don't have to have them. We're I good. Know. We're good. So we're going to do a couple of days of some hiking. I think it'll the be Hills special Trail. just to be together. Again, I'm looking forward to it. Looking mm-hmm. forward to it. And then you are going to be mm-hmm. starting back to working out. Yeah, I'm going to try D1 for a little while. Yep. Because we have now have a Super 5 a.m. We have a 5 a.m. class. That now. means we're going to start doing this podcast like Saturdays. Well, if you weren't helping a little bit on all her vocabularies. Look, I'm still a mom. I'm still a mom. Well, yeah, we'll see. So I'm really glad that you're going to be getting up with me early in the morning because that'll give us time together. Yeah, I get a little bit more, you know, date time in the morning. We're not going to talk at 4:30 in the morning. Yes, we will. Mm, don't talk to me. Don't. <laughs> I'm not going to be awake yet. <laughs> I'm going to be wide awake because I'm going to be getting up at three. I'll be. Oh I, my This goodness. means I've got to get up at 3:30 now. No, you choose to do that. No, I'll be getting up at three thirty in the morning. I'm gonna get up I gotta at get four twenty eight. I gotta get go my body door. rolling. We have to leave at four thirty. I know. I get up at four twenty eight. <laughs> we gotta leave at four. I'm gonna sleep in the clothes. I'm going. <laughs> <laughs> that's fine. Whatever you need to do, that's your deal. But yes, yeah. I mean workout starts at five. I got it. I'll be ready. I'm ready. If you ain't ready to go at four thirty, I work out. I'm gonna be ready. Your rear end getting left. I'll be ready. I'll be ready. So, but I'm glad you're going to do it. Me too. I am. I am too. Looking forward to it. So, let's get on with the conversation for tonight. Healthy home. So, just to review. Last week, we started this three-part series on having a healthy heart, healthy home, being healthy here, meaning being healthy in your workspace. And and so what I said is I said that you can't lead others, especially family, mm-hmm. unless you lead yourself first. And I also said that we are in a world where we are taught that others are first. And um, you in this world where we're taught that you first have to think about and care for your own soul, your heart, who you are wholly and completely, because the whole point is this. You are no good to other people unless you take care of yourself. You're no good to other people. So leading yourself first has a trickle down effect into your home and into your work. Absolutely. It's got a trickle down effect. So it starts with the heart. Right. Now I'm not just talking about the physical heart. I'm talking about who you are completely, your whole person. Okay. Emotional health, your spiritual health, your relational health, um, minimizing as much dysfunction, um, as, as possible. Cause we all got some, Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah. We all got some, we, every one of us has some level of jacked upness Yeah, is the way I like to put it. We're all broken people. Sure. Every one of us are broken. So we have to, and because of that, because we're broken people, we have to start with 
the broken person yes. that that we look at in the mirror when we get up mm-hmm. in the mornings. Mm-hmm. That's the person we have to lead first. And then we can lead our families. Then we can lead the teams and organizations that we belong to. So the question that we want to answer here is how does having a healthy heart impact your home? That's what we want to talk about. All right. Yes. How does, does having a healthy heart or soul impact your home? It made me think of two things. What's that? So like the thermostat on the wall. Okay. And that has to work to regulate the temperature in my home and the environment in my home. So um, having that healthy heart, then that helps regulate in my home. Um in my environment, how I'm treating people, how I'm speaking to people, how I'm responding to people. Yes. Okay. So unpack that a little more. If you are in a place where you are responding negatively and uh, quick, uh, angrily, that sort of thing, what does that have in terms of an effect? What does that do to the home? Uh, that's going to mess it up as well. Um, right. That my thermostat is off and it's like if in the summertime you crank up the heat, like what in the world? People are going to be like, oh my goodness, I'm like about to pass out. What's going on? Yeah. Or in the winter, you blow the air conditioning. Um, it's not going to be comfortable. It's going to make people uncomfortable and wanting to actually get away from that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's a great point. Yeah. It made me think of that. That's just a, you know, so it, it's kind of a, it, yeah, it, you kind of can go backwards and go, yeah. W- what's going on in my home? Is that a reflection mm-hmm. <laughs> of my heart? And have I gotten off in my spiritual, emotional, mental well-being? Mm-hmm. Have I gotten off and now I'm beginning to affect everybody around me? Because that's not good. Mm-mm. In a negative in a, way. In, a, in a, the wrong way. Yes. Right. But the if wrong the temperature way. is I want set. To be, yes, I want to be regulated and have that temperature set at the right spot. I want to be in a healthy spot myself so that, yes, then I can, you know, manage the home in a peaceful way. And mm-hmm. not that it's perfect, but. Yeah, that's a great um, analogy mm-hmm. to compare the heart uh, to the home. As, as that thermostat. Uh-huh. I also had another thought. See, I'm such a visual person. I get yeah. pictures. So I also thought about the detectors we have, mm-hmm. like smoke detectors, carbon mm-hmm. monoxide detectors. Yep. I know like in my parents' basement, we had like radon detectors. Or whatever. Mm-hmm. So um, I, I, growing up, they needed batteries, right? Yep. <laughs> And <laughs> they would go, Beep. yes. And it's like, and it's like Beep. something's wrong. So again, that's, you know, 
my heart should be in the right place and I should be doing the checkup mm-hmm. on my heart, making sure that those batteries are good, not just mm-hmm. physically. We're talking mostly mentally, spiritually, but I should be um, looking inside and doing that check because that's kind of, you know, there, then that's going to trickle down. Like you said, in my home, as my detector who all right this brings up a question uh-huh. uh what kind of like like who or what uh-huh. could be a detector in your life um does that make sense like as you think about it, here here's what comes to mind for me mm-hmm. as i think about detectors the people that are closest to me yes are those detectors yes the people that um love me know me and speak truth to me they are the ones that are going to give me the feedback i need to let me know that something's wrong maybe i'm off yeah yeah true and other than that i was going to say just you know taking inventory and asking the holy spirit to show you you know Mm mm-hmm where am I unhealthy? Where am I off kilter? Now, if you are that detector for somebody, let's remember mm-hmm. that the Bible says that wounds from a friend are a blessing. Right. So it is okay. You have biblical permission in your relationship with people that you hold accountable or they hold you accountable to speak truth even though it hurts because you're doing it in love it is okay to be that detector and to speak truth it really in another verse says it's like a salve yes and especially to your spouse Mm -hmm. i think we're supposed to be those detectors yep and for your children yep but again you personally have to be in a healthy spot first to then be able to to help them and guide them and be a detector for them that's really a great way to really kind of launch the this conversation about having a healthy home Mm -hmm. starting with a healthy heart because the healthy heart trickle down effect into the how it impacts the healthy home and that it is a thermostat but then we also have relationships that serve as those Mm -hmm. those poisonous gas Mm -hmm. detectors in our lives that bring harm and so that's a really, really cool way to really launch the the conversation there. All right. So a few things. Kick it off with some thoughts. Yeah. Yeah. Here are a few thoughts that I had moving into this. First of all, it's okay to not be okay. It's just not okay to stay there. Right. It's okay to not be okay. We're it, broken. That's why we broken. need the Lord. Right. But the intention is never that we just stay where we are and become stagnant. And Well, God loves us, but God loves us too much to leave us in to the condition us. we're in. Sure. He's redemptive. Sure. He's restorative. Yes. And and he wants to renew us and renew our hearts, renew our mm-hmm. minds, renew our souls. That's God's mm-hmm. desire for us. So it's okay to not be okay. Mm-hmm. It's just not okay to stay there. All right. Good. Another one is this, and this is um, a quote that I heard 
from uh, Carrie Newhoff. This is a long time ago this when I was just one, when I was just coming through uh-huh. my journey of healing and depression and anxiety. And um, Carrie was a voice of wisdom and leadership that I really leaned into in my first few years of coming out of that um, that dark space. And uh, he said, uh, you can make excuses or you can make progress, but you can't make both. Yep. You can make excuses or you can make progress, but you can't make both. And I think those families and individuals, families, kids, whomever, um, if they're making excuses, they're not making progress. Um, if they're making progress, they're not whining about excuses. Um, so you can make progress, you can make excuses, but you cannot make make both. both. The other, uh, thought that I want to mention is this, is that success, when we talk about success, having a healthy home, success comes from staring fear in the eyes and taking a step towards it then another, and then another. You just keep moving forward. And I saw that on a on somebody's Instagram uh, post that I was like, man, that, that was a very powerful statement because when it comes to having a healthy heart and having a healthy home and being healthy in your workspace, you have to overcome fear. Mm-hmm. Fear is going, you are going to meet fear head on in your role as a father, your role as a mother, your role as a husband, your role as a wife. You're going to meet fear head on and success comes from staring it in the eyes and taking a step towards it and then another and then another because um, greater is he who's in you than he who's in the world. And the fact that there is no, there is no fear in love, man, God has given us the ability to overcome any fear that we may face. So success comes from staring that in the eyes and then taking a step towards it. And then another, and then another, you just keep walking. All right. Mm -hmm. So those are some kind of a, you know, as your thermostat, your detector, some of these other thoughts there to kick us off with this particular conversation, um, I think is, um, is, is critical for us to understand moving forward, what it means to have a healthy home. Now in talking about a healthy home, the center, the center for disease control produced, they published a guide on creating a healthy home. And some of the things that they stated in there were were this they said that and now this is not this is purely about having a clean home having a physical home physically clean healthy home and some of the things they said i was like hmm this can really apply to a -hmm. family you know and this is some of the things they said it says an unhealthy home is connected to poor health Hmm. a healthy home prevents injury and disease a home is a system. That's the true. problems that make us sick are interconnected. Lack of ventilation or airflow, it keeps poisons in and it builds up moisture. 
Moisture causes paint to deteriorate. It attracts and sustains pests. Moisture <laughs> leads to mold. Pests Leaked make it. holes <laughs> that become leaks mm -hmm. and make people use poisonous pesticides. <laughs> to get rid of the pest. Exactly. So unhealthy housing conditions may seem like a cosmetic problem. But what the CDC says is that but hazards can lurk where you least expect them. Peeling mm. paint mm -hmm. containing lead, too much moisture can result in mold. The clutter can shelter insects and rodents. And some deadly hazards are invisible, like carbon monoxide and radon. Mm. So there are a lot of dysfunctional families. Yeah, and we've said that, that we're all a little off. So is having a healthy home really a possibility? I believe it is. I do too. I believe, I believe that having a healthy home is a legit possibility. And I think it's something we work towards. It's not easy, though, and no. it doesn't just come it, or just happen. Right. A healthy home takes work. Just like the CDC said, a home is a system. Mm -hmm. Well, a healthy home within a, mo a mother, a father, the children, that is a system. It is. And you want it to operate well and you want it, in a healthy state. Right. Mm -hmm. And and it is, it is not just going to happen, like you said. It's going to take work. It's going to take discipline. It's going to take commitment. It's going to take specific decisions in order to to see this thing mm -hmm. happen mm -hmm. so every house all right if you're thinking about building a house every house has a foundation it has walls it has a roof it has infrastructure and it has a builder mm -hmm. spiritually speaking so let's relate that yes we're gonna tie this all together so in Psalm chapter 127, in verse 1, the Bible says, Unless the Lord builds the house, the builders labor in vain. vain. When my parents built a house in North Rockdale County, where I'm from, yep, I'm one of them lost kids from Rockdale County. Rockdale County. County. <laughs> When when we were building our house, this was a passage of scripture that was very important to mm -hmm. to me, to my mom, to my dad. And I I was telling my mom, I was like, hey, mom, when we build this house, why don't we take a copy of God's word and open it up to this particular passage of scripture and put it at the front step of the house huh. and put it under the concrete yeah as the found as a symbol of our foundation as and we lay and point. we lay uh -huh. that bible down at the front step mm -hmm. of our home recognizing that it's the lord that builds our house mm -hmm. and that unless he builds this house the laborers the builders are going to labor in vain so that was something that we did as a family that was very important to us in in that 
you know, my mom, my dad, they both had their roles. My brother, myself, we both had our roles. But it was obvious that it was the Lord that was going to build the house. Mm-hmm. Not from a physical standpoint, but I'm talking about from who we were as a family. The Lord was going to. He was to making a declaration. Our, it was a declaration. That's mm-hmm. right. And, uh, and we will serve the Lord. And mm-hmm. Ann Wilson has a great song. He does. It's called This House. Love that song. <laughs> and And I introduced this song to you the other day. And the in the in the lyrics, mm-hmm. she says she sings, you could lay bricks, you could dig a foundation or you could build up 10,000 feet tall. But if it don't stand on the word of the Lord, this house is going to fall. Empty words are like empty rooms. You can have it all, but it only proves that without love, it's just for show. Mm-hmm. And I think that is the temperature, the temperature of love, um, that is set, you know, with that thermostat that you were talking about. Well, it goes back to the song that we learned as little kids, Mm. you know, um, about the house is built on the rock, which Mm -hmm. is the Lord. Yep. I mean, Jesus is the cornerstone or, you know, it's built on shifting sands. And when the rains come down, because things are going to happen, the storms are going to come at your family at your home. So Where's your house built. So in thinking about this passage of scripture in Psalm 127, mm-hmm. unless the Lord builds a house, the builders labor in vain. Ultimately, not only is the Lord the builder, uh-huh. but he's the architect. Huh. He's the designer. Uh-huh. He, he founded the relationship that you and I get to share together. He founded that relationship. All right. Um, he he established the gift of marriage. Right. He established the the family. And here's the thing is that there is a particular order that exists. God's order uh, that exists. The blueprint. For this blueprint. It's a mm-hmm. blueprint for a successful, healthy home, healthy marriage, and healthy heart. The world has kind of got it gotten it out of order and we could debate that yeah really gotten it out of order and that's you know a conversation for another time but you and I were talking about we said you know we just go back to the little rhyme on the playground oh yeah you know um first comes love then comes Comes marriage marriage. then comes the baby in the the baby baby carriage right that's right so that everybody understood we knew that in elementary school everybody and then we get older and we muddle it yeah and society has told us no that's not right you can do what you want and yeah it's okay yeah it's like it's like we believe that lie yeah it's like uh, love doesn't even come first. It's more like oh no, it's lust it's, or it's, it's like yeah, it's like, like or it's the sex comes first. Whatever. Now let's move in. Yeah. yeah, then we'll have a baby and the baby cares and oh, oh then we'll fall maybe in love. we'll fall in love and then yeah. we'll go get married or learn to like each other. Then we'll learn to tolerate like each, each other. Or, mm. Yeah, 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 yeah. Homie, don't play that. Yeah, God, don't play that. It's not God's plan. It, it, it's not our views. No, this is not. Our opinion. <laughs> this is right. God's architectural plan. Yeah. He ordained it. Yeah. His plan was for a man and a woman yes. to leave 
and Cleve. Well, we've already talked about that one at some point before, but yes, you got to stick to the plan, peoples. Stick to good. You. Why are you waving at me? That's good. Oh, you want to go watch Yellowstone? That's what you're wanting to do. You were in a uh, hurry. You were trying to rush me. You know what? I think you. I'm just going to keep talking. I'm not rushing you. Oh, yes, you but are. But you're about to lose your... You your are real, rushing me. Your partner on this. We getting dysfunctional. Baby, I put the fun in dysfunctional. <laughs> <laughs> and there we have it. <laughs> we are really digressing on this one. Go back yeah, to... Let's circle back. Okay. The blueprints. The blueprints. Yes. So, if God's the architect, then we're the laborer, the hired hands. Yeah, we're the hired hands. We're not the builder. Mm-mm. We're not the architect. Mm-mm. It ain't up to us to redesign the the blueprints. True. It's up to us to follow the builder's orders and leadership and how we are to construct the home that he has given to us to steward and to lead even in the midst of our brokenness. All right. Even in the midst of our brokenness, God gives us the blueprint. Mm -hmm. He gives us that. And then that's where, you know, his glory is revealed in our dependence on him and that brokenness. So in bringing this whole healthy home idea to kind of wrap up uh-huh. the conversation, I was thinking about, you know, a healthy home is going to have clean water, right? Yes. We ain't going to have dirty water. No. A healthy home is going to have ventilation. A healthy home is going to have those detectors. Mm-hmm. A healthy home is going to have... You know, they're going to have some type of pest control around the house. A healthy home is going to have some, some, you know, rooms that exist for, you know, eating, cooking, sleeping, relaxing, mm-hmm. things like that. So I thought about, all right, what does that mean in our own spaces as a, as a family? Safe water, clean water, uh-huh. that's grace. Mm-hmm. That's grace. It is refreshing. We should and pour it out. We should pour it out. Mm-hmm. It is It is something that you give grace to yourself and you give grace to others because you live in a home with other broken people. And those broken people, they don't need condemnation. Mm-hmm. They don't need judgment. They need grace. Mm-hmm. And grace is that clean water mm-hmm. that Safe space that is refreshing to the soul. Yeah. We also need ventilation in in our in our lives. We need and humility is that ventilation because huh. uh, humility creates space. Helps you breathe. It helps you breathe, and when we when we maintain a an attitude of humility or a posture of humility in our in our relationships from within the family, mm-hmm. um, 
it keeps one another from bristling up. Mm, true. You know, I mean, a harsh word stirs up anger. Yeah. But a gentle word turns away wrath. Hmm. And gentle words come from a position and a posture of humility. Make sense? It does. The detector. We've already talked about the detector. Yeah. It's you the know. spirit of God. Well, yeah, the detector is the spirit of God, but we've also talked about the detectors in our lives. You are a detector for me. Right. Spouse. If you see something going kids. on with me, you know, like you did five years ago, Spencer, I don't know what's wrong with you, but you need help. Yeah. That was you being a radon or a carbon monoxide right. detector in my life. Um, there are times where we have to be that detector in our kids' lives. We have to be that detector in one another's lives. Our kids can be detectors for us. They can say things to us that are mm-hmm. are powerful. Oh, yeah. God uses and them. We ha- yes, God uses them to speak it truth does. into our lives. True. So we got to listen to them and give them that space. Um, pest control is communication. Definitely. It's communication. If you're not communicating, um, then you are closing yourself off to one another and leaving space for insects and that to kind of creep regular. in. Yeah. You can't just go and go and go, oh, six months later, I'll call pest control. Yeah, and we're not talking about not in my house. It yeah. comes regular. Yeah, it comes regular. Yes, communication Lee. needs to be regular. Very much so. Yes. And that's yes. communication about mm-hmm. family, communication mm-hmm. about kids, communication mm-hmm. about school, communication about schedule, communication about finances, mm-hmm. communication about everything. Lots to communicate about. Everything. Don't fail in communication. And then the rooms, you know, the rooms in the home. Um, I think equal parents being on the same page, being on the same page relationally about decisions and, and, you know, giving, giving space, um, where, um, how should I say it? The rooms, whether if it's a dining room, the dining room is a place where people gather. Mm-hmm. It's a place where conversations happen and decisions are made. Should be. Um, mm-hmm. the, the bedroom, it's a place of intimacy, but it's also a place of rest. Mm-hmm. Um, the living room, it's a place for relaxation. Um, it's Laughter. a place to laugh. Yeah. Uh, the Joy kitchen together, mm-hmm. you know, it's a place to demonstrate love and, and how you prepare love for other people. What are you looking at? <laughs> Why? I just got you tickled. are not present. I'm so present. You, uh-uh, you are not present. <laughs> but our daughter is texting me funny emojis and they pop up. I can't help it. I'm sorry. What? Why are you so ADD that you get distracted? I'm, try, I'm trying to wrap this thing up, babe. You, you were doing so good. Just ignore. But but you keep you keep making faces and laughing. And I, but not at you. I'm trying. To I know, but it's distracting. It. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's distracting. I'm sorry, honey. I'm sorry. We got people that we're talking with here. 
I apologize, down. people. Put the phone down. Uh, well, that's where my notes are. Well, we're done. Okay. So, did you hear anything that I said over here? I mean, because since we're we talking were about communication. We were doing the rooms. We were yeah. going through the rooms. Okay, what did you hear me say? We, we went through all the rooms. We did. The last thing you were talking about was living room. Mm-hmm. Yes, I said laughter, enjoying things together. Yep. Yes. Kitchen, where I prepare things out of love for people I love. Right. So the rooms are those spaces where I think we're on the same page. I agree. We're on the same page. So those are just some of the kind of the images that comparing the safe water, the clean water, the ventilation, the pest control, the communications, things like that, how it all just ties together Mm -hmm. so that you can have... A healthy, healthy home. home. But it again, mm-hmm. it starts with having the healthy heart. Yes. And notice we never said perfect. <laughs> I think social media um, might give the impression that there's supposed to be a perfect home. And, you know, when I was growing up, Southern Living Magazine or whatever, and, and it's a snapshot. But that's not what we're talking about. No, we're talking no, about. No, there ain't no perfect home. There's not. Because it's full of imperfect people. Very much so. so. Mm-hmm. Well, that's about it for tonight and this week. Mm-hmm. Next week, we will be on episode 40. And I'll pay better attention. We'll be and on episode distract. 40. And we're going to be talking about having being healthy in your workplace. The, right. The last part in our here. Yep. In, in your, your here. here. Being healthy here. We're going to talk about that next week. Mm-hmm. So if this... Uh, podcast is something that has been a benefit to you. Please share it with your friends, put it on social media, uh, leave us a rating and a review. And um, if there's anything specific that we can do for you or pray about for you, you can reach Lisa or me. We have a new email address. That new email address is Spencer at the cord of com. Or, or Lisa, Lisa at the court of three.com. Spell yes. it all out T H E C O R D T H R E E.com. The cord of three. You left out the O F. Oh, I did. T H R E E. Yes. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. The cord of three. Mm-hmm. That's right. And again, we are so thankful that you listen, that you tune in whenever you're able and um that's just an encouragement to us as you share back that you've listened or um you know it made you think or you had a conversation about something we said and remember that two are better than one and a a cord cord of three three strands strands is is not not easily broken have a great week